This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. Uh, welcome to episode 126 of the Fight Disciples podcast. Hope you are well. I'm Adam. Nick is here as well. Hello. Um, and uh, we've got a bit of an event coming up which we want to tell you about. I know that you've heard us uh, allude to it over the last couple of weeks, but we're getting ever closer now. We are less than 10 days away from Mayweather versus McGregor. Now think of it what you will. You might not necessarily be into it, but if you're not into it, we're creating an event that might just heighten your enjoyment of the event itself. Because you've got boxing purists that are saying, no, I'm not buying it. You've got UFC purists that are thinking, well, maybe, maybe not. Uh, So we thought we'd put a little bit of a show on so therefore we could all get together, have a bit of a beer, have a bit of a laugh and enjoy it for what it is at five o'clock in the morning uh, next Sunday. Uh, we're doing it at, in Liverpool at the Brickworks, which is a brand new event, event, a brand new uh, venue. Um, many uh, clubbers will be familiar with it because it's uh, the same venue that uh, Garland's hosted so many amazing parties over the last few years. Uh, but it's all been redone. Booths, table service. We're basically turning it into Vegas, aren't we, Nick, mate? That's what we're doing. We're attempting to turn it into Vegas. That's exactly what we're doing. You know, I was down there today. We've got showgirls lined up. They've got all kinds of, you know, the events and entertainment mm. lined Nick, up. Nick's so. in charge of obviously vetting all the showgirls. That's what he's been doing today. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's been, he's, Shh, don't tell me, wife. Don't, he's he's okay. been sat there picking and choosing, yesing and knowing, like Caesar. He thinks yeah. he's Caesar giving it the thumbs up or the thumbs down as to whether they're in or whether they're out. That's exactly. It's like the old uh, Moulin Rouge where they get out mm. a tape measure and measure the waists and yeah, you know, yeah. anything over a certain size. No. Yeah. Nope, you yeah. won't do. Uh, which basically, I mean, we are beggars, so we can't be choosers, and we mm-hmm. would let everybody come in and dance, but Nick likes to drag this whole situation out, funnily enough, uh, so therefore he's made a full day of picking dancers. <laughs> it would have taken me 10 minutes. Yeah, you're all in, you're all stunners, let's do it, let's get on with it. No, <laughs> not Nick. I think we'll have a Shall we break for lunch now? Let's break for lunch. Let's break for lunch and then come back in the afternoon, shall we? It was a day well spent, let me tell mm-hmm. you. Uh, so if you want to be a part of this, uh, it's very, very... In fact, I think the easiest way is to tweet us on our uh, social media account, at Fight Disciples, and then we can point you in the right direction of being able to get yourself uh, a ticket. We've got all the links and what have you on, on websites and various things like that of which you can follow and uh, and purchase yourself. But I'd like to have a conversation with you about it. Come on, come and get involved with it. Let us know that you're coming. Let us know that you want to come. Mm-hmm. If you've got a group of pals that maybe want a table, Nick can obviously arrange a girl to <laughs> not in that way but to you know Easy. be on Easy. the table to make sure that uh, you get the full Vegas effect we want that's what it to be we want it to feel like you're in Las Vegas uh, but your wheels in Liverpool and we want you to enjoy that and we want you to come and the, the fight is kind of secondary to what we're trying to do exactly but um, it's a show isn't it you know the, the whole event is a show hmm. we accept the fact that it's a bit of a circus we accept the fact that it's something a bit from left field, if you like. No one really knows exactly what's going to happen. I do. Well, maybe so. Maybe mm. so. We've got to come to that on You'll our find out on Monday, mate. podcast You'll on find Monday. out on Monday, yeah. But the point is, we're just going to get together. We're going to have a bit of a laugh. We're going to have, uh, you know, some dancing girls for our titillation as well. Pop a few bottles of uh, champagne and um, enjoy ourselves. Look at this, we sound like proper male chauvinists. Can I just point out as well, this is for your girls as well. If you if you are a lady listening oh, yeah. to this show, this is for you as much as it is for the blokes. And if you're a bloke thinking, well, I've got to um, think of uh, something all incumbent for the for all our group, whether they be boyfriends, girlfriends, wives, husbands, all that type of stuff, this is something for you. That's what we're doing. We're creating something that isn't just about fight sports, but fight sports is going on in the background, all right? Yep. Uh, come and join us with that. 
It's happening uh, Saturday the 26th, obviously, into the early hours of Sunday morning in Liverpool. Brickworks is the venue. And if you want more information, just tweet us and we'll sort you out. No bother. At Fight Disciples. And all our social medias are at Fight Disciples, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Thank you so much for all the nice comments, for all the stuff that Nick's been robbing from America for you. People enjoying the all-access Mayweather-McGregor shows, which is always good. Uh, One of my favourite things that I've seen on the internet over the last seven days is that geezer, that Russian lad, that looks like Conor McGregor, that's pretending to be Conor McGregor and turning up in LA and Times Square and people are falling for it left, right and centre. They genuinely believe that it's him. They're having the picture taken. He had a police escort in Times Square last week. Unreal. A police escort. He he shut down Times Square, a Conor McGregor lookalike. He doesn't speak because obviously he's Russian. You'd be able to tell that it's not Conor McGregor. But he does have an uncanny resemblance. I think we know full well that it ain't him, obviously when you just look at him. But yeah. there's a lot of people, those casual fans going, oh my God, he's here, the champ's here, the champ champ, and they go absolutely crazy. I did that once in Liverpool. What, dressed as Conor McGregor? No, no, no. This was about 10 years ago. And uh, a mate of mine was up from Birmingham. And he was like, oh, and a couple of lads who are now from Birmingham are up here. And uh, they're on a bit of a night out and stuff. Let's go and meet them. Okay, yeah. So he floats across. No way to lie, one of these lads from Birmingham was the absolute double for Michael Flatley. Really? So we literally went from every bar in Liverpool and we walked in front and said, listen, mate, I'm, uh, you know, security tonight. Michael Flatley's here. It's uh, Lord of the Dancers on at the Empire Theatre. And, you know, fancies a few drinks if you can get us a quiet corner. Worked in every single bar. Free champagne all night. No. Absolute classic. No. All we had to do was just keep this brummy from getting too drunk that he opened his mouth. Wow. Phenomenal. The end of the Did night, anybody make ch- him dance? Well, the end of the night, he's, he's so pissed by the end of the night, he's trying to get up to have a dance and stuff. I'm like, no, no, Michael, Michael, sit down. Sit down. <laughs> Michael Flatley, yeah. Always a chance of you, aren't you, son? Always a chance, eh? <laughs> mm, that's the best thing that I've said on the internet and we've put, stuck it on our Facebook page. Go and have a little bit of a nosy at Fight Disciples. If this is the first time you've uh, stumbled across us, by the way, uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes uh, and also via our website, fightdisciples.com. A little bit of a weird time now. Obviously, everybody's talking about Mayweather McGregor, which involves obviously the biggest UFC star. Uh, but with this being our UFC show, it's quite hard not to talk about that because that's the biggest story uh, because there's not much not much else going on. We're kind of waiting for UFC Rotterdam. We're counting down uh, to the other big pay-per-view events because there's been, there's a, what, a four to six week hiatus now where there's nothing much going on in the world of UFC. So everything that we're talking about on the show today is kind of he said, she said, fights being made type thing. Uh, and because I wasn't on the show last week, which was a great show, by the way, with Darren Till, it's a fantastic show, definitely go and have a little bit of a listen to it. Um, because I wasn't on it, me and you have not had a conversation about uh, the fight that we all were always debating, whether it's going to happen or whether it's not going to happen. Uh, Bispin GSP, they've signed it, mate. Don't care what you say now, mate. You cannot get out of this. This fight is happening Madison Square Garden at the start of November. Did you see my boy Tony Bell? You called out Bispin yesterday, apparently? No, hang on a minute. He hasn't called him out, right? <laughs> he, a load of nonsense. He, he was asked whether he would like to fight him. And obviously, Bis, uh, Bellew being the Bellew said, of course I would fight him. And now everybody, you know what these newspapers like? They like to flip it going, Bellew wants UFC star Bispin. Yeah, exactly. It's not happening, mate. No, no. Well, mm. Bell, you know, he's, he's not even, anyway, whatever. I, I have got an exclusive. In, in that regard, though, in that same ilk, before we get on to... Uh, Bispin GSP non-story. And before we start, obviously we've got to mention McGregor Mayweather at some stage during our show today. I got a little insight at the weekend, an exclusive into yet another crossover fight that was signed, mm. yet became scuppered two weeks ago. Um, what, a boxer against a UFC star? Yes, sir. Go on. So which UFC star lost recently that has been linked with a boxer? I know exactly who you're referring to. British? 
Yes, sir. Go on, tell them. It was done. It was done for December. O2 Arena in London. David Hay versus Jimmy Manoa was signed. No. It was done. It was ready to go. Wow. And Mr. Uzad Mia went and threw a cat amongst the pigeons, big style by Starch and Jimmy. What rules was it under? A boxing match? It was a boxing match, yeah. It was done. It was a done deal. And now the contract's not worth the paper it's written on, unfortunately, because uh, Jimmy got beat. Wow. Yep, there you go. A little bit of an insight there. A little Fight Disciples exclusive heard from, you know, well, sources, let's just say. <laughs> sources close to one uh, or the other. Are they the same as them Sky sources? The, uh, Do you know where, where Sky Sports is making, making a oh, new yeah. story well, well, up? The Coutinho what? thing this week, that was hilarious. Mm. Where they were just kind of going, saying Coutinho was handing a transfer request and the rest of the world going, no, he hasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, he has. We've got sources. In the end, Sky would prove right. Yeah, they were. Uh, so Nick sources, I like that, man. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can revisit that if Jimmy gets back on the uh, back on the horse and starts starching kids again. Having said that, though, he's running out of time because, as we've said on our boxing show on many occasions, we don't reckon David is actually going to ever be seen in the ring once again. Well, it, it, it you know that's that kind of opponents, that kind of crossover. Had, um, uh, you know that's got David A written all over, hasn't it? To be honest with you, you know, and just see showbiz cash in on that showbiz fight. Yeah, in his mind, it's an easy fight, kind of like the way he thought Bell you would be an easy fight. So. Mm. Uh, that, that fight makes sense on every single level. Plus, he's just signed Michael Venom Page, so he's kind of digging this crossover thing at the moment. Um, but no, unfortunately, Usad Mia is uh, his knockout blow of Jimmy is uh, <laughs> ruled that a, one out. Unfortunately, that's a wonderful uh, little sound effect that you've put in there. Normally, we would, there. yeah. Well, normally what we do, we go to our little bank of sound effects and create something for you. But no, Nick's now deciding to do him himself <laughs> like that kid off Police Academy. <laughs> <laughs> Bisping GSP then. Come on, deny yes. that it's happening. It's not happening, no. Of course, it, they've signed it. I've seen the pictures. They signed this they, contract, they, mate. They had, a, they had a press conference at the start of the year saying it was definitely happening then as well. Yeah, but, but you know what I mean? We can have a press conference. I refuse it. I refuse to believe this fight will happen unless a GSP is ring walking. When he's ring walking, I will apologise for the way I have my attitude yeah, 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 towards I want you this to. fight. We will do this live. We are going to yeah. stream you live when he's making that ring walk and you are going to make go, an apology. I am sorry, GSP. Mm. Welcome back. No, don't apologise to him. Apologise to me and everybody else. Apologise to you and the listeners. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, yeah. but when it doesn't happen, everyone listening can kind of go, well, fucking Nick from Fight Disciples has been telling me this for a long time, actually. It was never going to happen. So, you know. <laughs> uh, one thing that has come out of, obviously, the BS, uh, Bispin GSP uh, signing of contracts and all that type of stuff is that we have alluded to in the past that GSP, if he wins, and I don't believe he will because you know that I'm, Team Bisping all the way, but mm-hmm. if he does win, we alluded to the fact that he would vacate, step down to welterweight, and t- try and take on Tyrone, who were, or who is ever holding the belt at that particular time. Um, but part of the contract is that he's not allowed; he has to defend against Robert Whitaker if he wins. Yep, nonsense. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because he's. GSP. I love this. I love. I love official stuff that is coming out of the out of the UFC from Dana from everybody. I love it. Right, we go. This is official. This is fact. We've been given this. This is fact. Nick, every single time, just goes no, <laughs> absolute <laughs> lies. <laughs> Listen, I've just spent six years as close as anybody in the game to the UFC and to how they, you know, and the way things are. And unfortunately, we're in the money fight business right now. And uh, I don't care what Robert Whitaker has been promised. Uh, Robert Whitaker will not get the opportunity to fight GSP again. I don't think he beat, he fights Bisping anyway, but. I just think that it's all about the money fights. But see, Bisping is a high end. He's an earner. He's he's on. He's got one of the biggest pay packets in the UFC. You know, he's a guy that's been around headlining cards all over the world for a very long time. His pay structure is at a, is at an elite level. He's certainly what you would class as grade A 
uh, in the top, especially top, now, top ten. Yeah, he's he's like one of the top ten earners. Obviously, Connor's in a different stratosphere, but you know he's up there with the John Joneses and the Cormiers and the people like that ilk. You know, Bisping is right up there. So. For Bisping to earn that kind of money or to represent that money, he's got to fight. He's got to fight a GSP. He's got to fight a, a Dan Henderson. He's got to fight a name, you know, mm. so they can sell it, so they can make money back. Bobby Whitaker, Bobby Knuckles, we love him. You know, he's a superstar, and we want to see him get this middleweight title shot. But he is not anywhere close to that level of earning, which means he isn't going to get that fight. You know, it's exactly the same reason why. You know, off the welterweight division and rest of this middleweight division, like to Yol Romero and all that kind of stuff, they're not big ticket sellers. You know, they're not the Luke, Chris Weidman's, Luke Rockholds. They're the guys who they want to have in these title mixes and likewise GSP. So I understand why the UFC are chasing this angle, but mark my words, okay? This is this can go on record now. It is because I'm taping it. Go on. UFC 217, Madison Square Garden, pay-per-view, headliner Michael Bisping versus Bobby Knuckles. Do you think? There will not be a GSP on that card. Nope. You're just pissing on people's bonfires all the time, you aren't you? <laughs> and if GSP doesn't fight him, I guarantee Bobby Knuckles doesn't get the fight straight after it anyway. It'll be GSP. He'll go. GSP will go. Well, you know, if if Connor did it, you know, and now Connor's kind of gone, so why don't you let me try and do it and let me have a, a crack at the welterweight title while I'm still middleweight champion? Hmm. Something that he pushed for previously, but they wouldn't allow him to do. You know, they were talking about. Uh, in versus Anderson Silva for a long time, but they were saying if GSP went up, he would have to give up the welterweight belt, all this kind of stuff. Well, that the world's changed now because Conor McGregor changed the world, so it can be done. Uh, and if Conor can do it, GSP can do it. In my mind, you know, he, he's he was as certainly in, in in Canadian terms, he's a superstar in Canada. You know, just like Conor's a superstar in Ireland. So that opportunity has got more chance of happening than Bobby Knuckles getting the first mm. shot. What is uh, this new attitude from the new owners on how the UFC runs? How is it going to affect uh, fans, the hardcore fans that have been here since their dot? Because the beauty of the UFC, there hasn't been politics in the world of UFC. Yep. Um, yep. People have come away from boxing into UFC because it's all been on. You build enough credit, you win enough fights, you get a title shot. That's what it's been for the for mm-hmm. years. Now it seems to be that's irrelevant. It's whether you can sell a ticket. It's becoming a business again. It is, yeah, and it's gone very much the same way as WWE, um, the wrestling, you know. But Brock Lesnar comes back and he gets the he gets a heavyweight title shot or whatever, you know. They they kind of put these guys in the mix all the time. Obviously, all that stuff is scripted. But in terms of the UFC, um, certainly the fights aren't scripted. But you find them are the biggest stars are getting the biggest opportunities because it's the best way to make money. You know, they've got to save us the debt on this four billion pound they pay four billion dollars they paid for the UFC. Uh, so they've got to generate money and. Right now, unfortunately, the biggest earner in for, in in sports is is their star actually fighting in boxing. So they're not going to get the kind of return they would get if Conor McGregor was fighting inside the octagon. Mm. So you know they've just got to pray that Conor McGregor comes out of the Mayweather fight and and, and sticks to what he said he was going to do, and that's return to the UFC, continue his career inside the octagon because he's the superstar that's gonna that's gonna basically save us this debt more than anything else. And then maybe maybe we will be able to try and some way get back to you know, number one contender fights rather than these Hollywood fights. But to be honest, you know, I'm kind of, you know, we've got a we've got a number one contender fight coming up shortly. Um, Demetrius Johnson's fighting the number one contender in Ray Borg, you know, in the, for the flyweight title. 
you know, we've talked about this so much on the show already. We, we, we don't care. No. Nobody cares about this flyweight division anymore because Demetrius Johnson completely and utterly has dominated it. What we want is Demetrius Johnson in a Hollywood fight. We want him in a, a crossover fight, a super fight. And the only way that happens is if he fights TJ Dillashaw, which he's knocked back. Mm. Now Dillashaw fights Garbrandt. You know, I, I would say, if I was the UFC, I'd say, okay, you can have this fight against Ray Borg. And then we will all kind of go, we'll all get T-shirts made. Demetrius Johnson, the greatest flyweight ever. Fucking great. You know, super. DJ, take that to the grave, mate. You were the best flyweight ever. You're not allowed to fight a flyweight anymore. Go and do something else. Go and mm. try and actually build a legacy rather than just go, well, I was the best guy in this weight class in my, in my era. So fucking what? Go and move. What? Anyway, you get me on DJ again now. But <laughs> the, the point I'm trying to make is there's certain fights out there that I'm not 100% against these hand-picked Hollywood fights because I think it's good for sport, it's good for interest, it piques interest. However, you know, I am against, of course, Brock Lesnar coming back after after a 12-month suspension for being juiced up to fight John Jones. As much as I would like to see that fight, he's probably, you know, I, I'd rather see Alexander Gustafsson fight John Jones, the purest in me, I'd rather see that fight. Do I get why they're trying to get Brock in there or talking about getting Brock in there? Of course I do, because it makes more money. Mm. And with that in mind, are you surprised that so many people are falling for narratives that are being dropped regarding the uh, Mayweather-McGregor fight? Because there's a, a new story that comes out every single day in order to gain people's interest in the fight, to buy the fight, to be a part of this fight. Uh, we know that the owners of the UFC come from a world of Hollywood, these narratives. We know, you've just mentioned WWE. Mm-hmm. It's all on narratives, though. They're constantly selling you a pre-scripted story. That's what they're selling you constantly, and fans buy into that, and that's what it's becoming. And the UFC... And Mayweather McGregor is kind of becoming a little bit like that. The whole situation regarding uh, the Paulie Malignaggi thing and Dana um, putting 45 seconds of a 36-minute sparring part, uh, fight on his uh, on his Instagram. Things like that are scripted. They're thought out. They're cleverly thought out. They're not just done. Yeah. They're there to entice yeah. you in in order to buy the buy the pay per view. There's too much money at stake for for stuff like that to be an accident. You know, to suddenly go, oh, Dana must have Dana must have literally just gone. Oh, well, I've got it on my phone anyway. I know how to use this new editing app that I've he got will, on my yeah. phone. I'll edit it down to those forty seconds, and then I'll tweet it out to millions. It doesn't work like that. There's a whole team of people working behind the scenes, digital people pulling that together, editing the right clip, putting it out at strategically the right time. They know what they're doing, and you know, I'll talk about this on the May Mac podcast this week on, on Monday. Um, you know, my thoughts on the whole Paulie Malignaggi situation, you know, I made it quite clear on there. That was a absolutely expert move by Paulie Malignaggi. The entire thing was orchestrated to perfection, whether Connor was in on it or not, or whether Team McGregor knew about it or not. Paulie Malignaggi played that situation perfectly and has now placed himself absolutely spot on for and if Conor McGregor decides to have another boxing match after Floyd Mayweather, again, that's all on the Maymax series. Please go and have a listen to my little uh, little rant about that. It's all on our website, <laughs> fightdisciples.com. The final one, by the way, is coming to you this Monday uh, where we're going to hear from uh, superstars of the fight game all over the world making their predictions. Um, there's a limited amount of people that are going for um, Conor McGregor, one of which is Tyson Fury. So you're in good company if Tyson Fury does uh, make that type of prediction. He's mad as a box of frogs and he upset the apple cart, didn't he? He upset it. He did the business. He sure did. Mm. He sure did. And, you know, that was obviously... um, The the crazy thing is Conor's odds are are actually ridiculously short for someone that's 0 for 0. 
Um, you know, I'd like to I'd like to have a look back at what Klitschko's odds were or, or Fury's odds yeah. going into that Klitschko fight. I bet you they were pretty similar. To mm. be honest, that's how mental this is. Well, you made you made a good point the other day regarding the odds of Canelo versus Floyd and the odds of Indongo in the world of boxing this weekend against Crawford compared to Connor. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, Indongo is like a nine to one. Uh, underdog against and he's, he's a world champion. Crawford he, in a unification boxing match this weekend, and but he's a two-time world, he's a two-belt world champion. Uh, you know, Terence Crawford obviously the, the favourite, but you know this is a guy who's already a two-belt world champion, and yet he's a nine-to-one underdog. And now you go up there, you'll, you'll easily get seven to two for Conor McGregor. You know, it, it's crazy. It's, <laughs> the odds are absolutely crazy, and, and and obviously the reason why is there's a lot of people that actually think Conor McGregor. And believe Conor McGregor and believe that Mystic Mac will be proved right again. Yeah, man. And are putting a fortune on him. Yeah, man. Get the house on him, baby. He's coming. Mystic's coming. <laughs> That's Monday's show. Let's not get carried away. It's all coming up on fightdisciples.com. Make sure you check it out. Uh, you mentioned uh, a fight there that me and you have not had a conversation about. We got so excited about it um, because it was scheduled, obviously, with these two guys being uh, the, the coaches at uh, this year's uh, Ultimate Fighter. The narrative between them was sensational. We even have spoken about how... We started in one camp and the narrative actually swayed us into uh, somebody else's camp regarding the support levels. It's now been confirmed uh, for the undercard of Bisping GSP. <laughs> It'll probably end up being the main headliner because, as you just said, Bisping and GSP won't happen. Uh, Cody versus TJ. Dead excited about this. Let's get it on because there's some proper needle in this fight. Yeah, it is exactly. You know, they had the, whole, the, the ultimate fighter season, which, you know, from a... Went into the fight. Listen, I've got nothing against TJ Dillashaw. In fact, I'm a fan of TJ yeah, Dillashaw. big fan. Dwayne Ludwig as coach is an absolute diamond. You know, I was so shocked when that whole fallout, public fallout happened with Team Alpha Male because I've known Dwayne Ludwig for a number of years. You know, he's uh, I've covered both his fighting career and then friends, obviously his coaching friends. career. And uh, friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's, a, he's a really nice guy and a fantastic coach. Absolutely oh, unbelievable really coach. friends. <laughs> Gotta carry on. So, um, it's uh, so it surprised me that coming into that show, I, f- I wanted Cody to get the better of him. I, you know, I bought into the Cody Garbrandt. Was it bad, because it's the cruise fight? Mate, it was the cruise fight. The Come performance on. against Cruz was just mesmerising. Yeah, so that won me over because obviously huge Dominic Cruz fan right from his WEC days right into his UFC complete domination. Bought into the whole story that he came back after two or three serious knee injuries. Won back the title. Amazing. But then first person he runs into Cody Garbrandt who was sensational Got that night. to school, man. And that's it. And you're just like, well, that's it now. I'm completely converted. You know, Dominic Cruz goes to become an an analyst, one of the best in the game. But now I'm a a huge Cody Garbrandt fan. So going into the the tough season, I was like, okay, well, I'm Garbrandt now. Not against TJ, but I'm a Garbrandt. I'm a Garbrandt guy. That's my thing. And then the more I watch tough, I don't know if it's the way it's edited or whatever, all that, you know, hanging with the boys (laughs) stuff. And I was just like, fucking hell, this guy's a twerp. (laughs) And I kind of... Edged back towards TJ Dillashaw. I thought again. TJ was, was brilliant. TJ came-, came across sensational. You know, he came across really well on the show. Mm. So, uh, so I, I'm, I think I'm probably back in TJ Dillashaw camp now, heading into that fight. But this is these are the two best bantamweights yeah. on the planet with Cruz now hopefully retired. Let's see them go at it. You know, there's plenty of needle, plenty of snakes in the grass and all that business. Let's see them go at it, man. And then hopefully DJ grows a set and steps up and fights the winner. TJ. Um- was brilliant at being able to fight a battle verbally. And I like that. I like guys that can sit in the room and just beat somebody down with words, but then can obviously back it up when they're in the octagon. Obviously, former world champion, we know his credentials inside the octagon. Mm-hmm. 
Cody just seems like an angry guy. He just seems like a guy yeah. that when anything pisses him off, he's going to beat you up. That's it. He, yeah. can't, he can't converse it. He seems to not have... I don't want to say intellect because the, there's a fight intellect and there's a there's obviously an academic intellect. No, he doesn't seem to have it. It doesn't seem to have that, which is a shame, man, because he looks a million dollars. He's got the tats. He can fight like an absolute beast. I just yeah. want you to have a little bit of the Conor McGregor's about you, man. That's all I want. Just a little no, bit no. of it. Exactly. It's it, it's funny because he seems to have. You can tell how in, immature he is in terms of his fight experience. You know, he, he kind of, you know, he he was. TJ's understudy, he was like the next next generation of Team Alpha Male, and then suddenly there he is fighting Dominic Cruz and annihilating Dominic Cruz, and now he's the biggest, now he's the best bantamweight on the planet. So it, I think it just happened so quickly for him. I don't know whether he's mature enough yet to handle media and handle those confrontation situations. I reckon in three or four years' time, if he was to do tough again, he would massively benefit from this, and he'd be a lot more mature, and he wouldn't be. You know, he, he just came across, as you say, like a like a school bully, like a childhood bully. Mm. Uh, that once the once the verbal started going, he couldn't handle it, and once to once to lash out and choke people and throw his fists and stuff like that. I, I think that's why he's came across so negatively from this tough season. But talent wise, these two have got it in spades, man. This is a great fight. No, it's a sensational fight, really sensational fight, and um, another. I don't know whether this is a sensational fight because I have, I have different opinions to you. Uh, <clears throat> you mentioned Brock's name a little bit earlier on and I, I don't want to see him back. I can't be arsed seeing him back. I'm not into it. I, I'm not into geezers that sit on other geezers and just ground and pound them. It just bores the living daylights out of me. Um, but we know that John Jones called him out after the Daniel Cormier fight. He wants a piece of that pie because of the dollar. Quite no doubt about it. The uh, WWE crowd will definitely come over and buy that as a pay-per-view. And now uh, Brock's manager has come out, uh, alluding to the fact that a UFC return is well and truly on um, because he's... Because Isn't of he the negotiating money? his wrestling contract at the moment? Though? Yeah, he that's this, it. He did this last time, didn't he? And then he ended up coming to the UFC and then... He leveraged more cash out of wrestling. So he kind of, this is Brock style, isn't he? Flips from one to the other and just goes backwards and forwards. Um, it's one of them, and it? We, we, we're so kind of black and white when we talk about boxing, aren't we? You know, drug cheats out, never want to see them again. Yeah. You know, if you're a cheat, especially in boxing, you know, if you're caught taking steroids, it should be, you're out. Or, you know, it should be right, okay, 18 month, two year ban. And then that that is your final warning. If it happens again, you're out for the, your entire life. You know, mm. I, I, I completely and utterly, I'm down for that. So as a, as a, but I, when I speak about mixed martial arts, you know, why why is our mentality different? Why are we kind of like, oh, okay? Is it because mixed martial arts has got a tradition of of using steroids that the UFC, with all the efforts of doing to clean it up, and, and you know, it's great that they are. Are we, are we still kind of? I don't know, we're still kind of looking back to just five or six years ago when it was kind of like, well, everyone's juicing. So, you know, the pride days when literally they, yeah. they literally give you the juice, they were like, yeah, there's a needle jacked down in you. Well, hey, let's get you bigger. Uh, you know, it, it, <laughs> I think no, that's a bit of a hangover from then that we kind of look don't look as harshly on it as what we should do, perhaps. Yeah, I think you're right with that. But I think we're at a situation now. I mean, I am anyway in my head where obviously USADA are involved in the UFC. It's a lot cleaner. And there is nostalgia attached to certain fighters, of course there is, because I, when I got into watching UFC, I was watching these guys and I fell for them a little bit. And then obviously I gets involved in learning about the juice and the TRT and all these types of things that these kids were on. I think now there is a new brand of superstar coming through that you can really pin your hopes on that, that is clean, i.e. Connor, never failed mm-hmm. a test. They're like, even Bisping, people like that. But then you've got this old guard 
um, that have been around the block. I mean, like yeah. Vitor, for example, you know, those type of characters where you think to yourself, all right, you're on the way out now. You're kind of accepting it because it's on the way out. Yeah. Um, and, it, it, and it is diluting. I mean, I'm... It's nothing to do with Juice as to why I don't want uh, to see Brock fight uh, John Jones. I just can't be arsed with it, mate. You know what I mean? I just it, it, that if you're talking circuses and you're talking freak shows, that I mean, just look at the matchup itself. It looks like a freak show. It looks like a circus. It looks like obviously he's absolutely massive, Brock. And I know that John Jones is a big tall guy, but he's a skinny thing. Mm. And that fight just looks weird for me. And I don't. I like to see an even matchup. I don't want to see a freak show. It's nothing to do with Juice. I just and I don't like Brock Lesnar's style. I just don't like it. See, this is this is the thing with again with MMA and UFC that I can't can't kind of I fucking really want to see that fight. Why? It's a I freak show, man. I, I, I don't, don't know. I really want to see it. Like I would love to see that fight. I think John Jones. John Jones is even a he's an he's absolutely an heavyweight. take him apart. Yeah, well, like, I, I want to see him as a heavyweight. I want to see him. To be honest, I want to see him fight Gustafsson. And if that doesn't happen, I want to see him fight Stipe Miocic. I want to see John Jones now cement this legacy I want to see him become you know he's already the, the best that ever did it I want to see him go down as the greatest of all time no question and I think the way to do that now is to absolutely steam his way through the heavyweight division and I think he does that you know I think there's some great fights obviously the guys are so much bigger one touch, touch knockout power so it's a completely different level uh, and I think John Jones will literally have to raise his game again but you know, I think from a from a fan's perspective, I, I just want to see it. I would love to see John Jones versus Brock. I think it's fucking mental. Mm. And it'd be, I would definitely buy into that. And I, you know what? I, I've got on a limb and say, I think it's definitely going to happen. Well, mate, there's too much money involved for it not to happen. I mean, we did a show this week in our May, Mayweather McGregor series about pay-per-views and the way that things develop um, in fight sports and how the business side of fight sports has taken a massive hold of... Uh, the direction of where we go now. And this is 100% going to happen. Of course it is. Brock Lesnar, for some reason, is a massive pay-per-view star. In America, they absolutely love him. The world of Uf- uh, WWE absolutely love him. He crosses over nicely into the world of UFC. And what he did in the UFC, a lot of people are a big fan of that. And they would love to see him come back in to fight someone like John Jones, this uh, this baddie. Two baddies going toe-to-toe, you know what I mean? That's yeah. what that's what people absolutely buy into. They buy into that narrative. And I think it gets sold even more because of what we were talking about on Monday. There isn't really another pay-per-view star that sells seats on their own other than Conor McGregor. The, the guys aren't there at this moment in time. No, exactly. Uh, I think there's an amazing opportunity to do this fight at UFC 219, which has been confirmed for December the 30th. Uh, that's in Las Vegas at the T-Ball Mile Arena. Uh, I don't think we'll see... Um, Conor McGregor fights anywhere except the T-Mobile arena now though as well so that you know that could well be Conor's comeback if, if Conor chooses to sacrifice Christmas with his with his, his first Christmas with his son so interesting man they're the big stars though you're right John Jones and Conor McGregor the only real pay-per-view stars the UFC have got right now and um, and the you know, gap between got, those two the gap exactly. between those two is still massive of course of course, so I think I think right now they'll be working on Brock, and if uh, if the Brock thing really is just about Brock renegotiating and put himself in a position to renegotiate better with WWE, uh, i.e., doesn't want to, he doesn't really fancy getting his ass kicked by a guy forty pounds lighter than him. After all, I think the Stipe Miocic fight could well happen for John Jones, man, and what a fight that would be! Wow, indeed. Um... Sadly, that's it for this week's uh, UFC show. There's not much going on to talk about inside the octagon because, I've said, there's a little bit of a hiatus. We've got UFC Rotterdam coming our way very, very shortly, which we're all dead excited about because our boy Darren Till is on that card. 
Uh, and then we've got other pay-per-view events of which we are going to get uh, stuck into as uh, the year progresses. There's a You've just mentioned DJ being on 215. There's nothing really much at this moment going on at 216. 217 is the one, isn't it, for MSG at the start of November. It's starting mm-hmm. to build nicely into the back end of the year, of which we will hopefully get you excited about as this progresses. But sadly, everything, even in the world of boxing, has been swallowed up by this fight that is coming a week on Saturday. August 26th, T-Mobile Arena is the crossover of Mayweather versus McGregor in a boxing match. Our series, May Mike, is online for you now, fightdisciples.com. There are five episodes up there right at this moment in time talking about all different aspects of uh, this particular bout. And on Monday, we release part six. And it's where me and Nick put our asses on the line with other geezers as well uh, that are in the world of fight sports and tell you definitively what we genuinely believe will happen. I think I might be in a crowd on my own. Anyway, <laughs> that's coming on Monday. Make sure you come and join us. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.